should wait to come out, that you should uh, try to gain rank or status before you do that. That's a bunch of bull It's a new day in the music industry, and I can reach my fans. We're getting there. I've caused harm to the political agenda, and which I'm actually happy for. I would say probably the best message to them is that they're on the wrong side of history. Whether you're lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, or whatever, Love is love. Shout it out to the world. The Michelle Miao Show. Your A through Z covering the LGBT, LMNOP, and everyone in between show. And now here's your host, Michelle Miao. Well, hello. Good afternoon, everyone. Of course, you're listening and you're probably saying, that does not sound like Michelle Miao. And because it's not. This is B.B. Sweetbriar, and I'm filling in for Michelle Meow today and tomorrow while she is away for a couple of days. So hopefully you'll enjoy the show as you normally do. So welcome to the Michelle Meow Show. And today is a Wednesday, November the 4th. Can you believe it was the 4th already? Yesterday we had our wonderful elections here in San Francisco. And um, I have to congratulate our Mayor Lee for... Um, being reelected to another term. So congrats there. And there's going to be, you know, maybe we'll have some time later on to cover some of the things. If not, we'll probably do that tomorrow. I'll probably go into that tomorrow since I'll have more time to do that. But I do want to welcome you to the program this afternoon. We've got some real great stuff to talk about um, that involves um, a film festival. Now, you know, that's one thing about San Francisco that you can always be assured of. There is a film festival for everything. However, there was one area obviously lacking because this is going to be the first annual San Francisco International Southeast Asian Film Festival that will take place uh, between November 20th and the 22nd at the uh, New People Cinema in Japantown. So this will be the first year that they've will be holding this particular film festival. So obviously there was a little void for the um, type of films that they wanted to show. And, of course, then uh, the Diasporic uh, Vietnamese Artists Network got together and put together this film festival. So I'm sure it took quite a bit of time, but we're going to have a guest on here really shortly that I'm going to introduce here um, that will hopefully give us a little bit of a background of how this film festival got started because he is the co-director of the San Francisco International Southeast Asian Film Festival. So I'm going to bring in Viet Lee. Viet, how are you? Good. Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> now, how did you know that was going to be uppermost on my mind, that it is halfway through the week already? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, we, no, great. I, we, um, we probably all are thinking of that. You're probably also thinking that as well, right? It is the, halfway through the week. Yes, yes. You and, know, uh, or you're thinking you're just that much closer for the film festival to start. That's probably what you're really thinking. Both halfway through the week, halfway <laughs> through, you know, our timeline for the film festival. Yeah. So we're very excited. Well, congratulations uh, on, um, you know, putting this together and actually seeing it to its fruition, um, having been around for a while and, and being involved in somewhat, you know, of a, a little bit of wave on a few of our film festivals here in San Francisco. It's a lot of work to put something like this together. 
Yes, as they say, it takes a village. Um, you know, it takes a Vietnamese village. That's <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> and a good uh, one at that. That's good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, um, go ahead. Yeah, no, so it's taken quite a bit of time. How long, can you tell me, because I'm, I'm assuming since you are the co-director, that you've been involved with it from its conception, or at least near the beginning of the thought about bringing this in. So how long has the thought process been, or the create, creative process of putting this together been going on? Is this, Did it just kind of happen within a year, or a couple of years, or even longer than that? Yes, I would say two to three years. Mm -hmm. Our organization, uh, Divan Diasporic Vietnamese Artists Network, our Vietnamese village, um, has, uh, was founded. I was, uh, one of the original board members. I still am over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we've had other iterations of the film festival. It was the, um, San Francisco global Vietnamese film festival. We've had a couple of, um, iterations of that past few years. And, but as co-director this time, and, um, this idea started two years ago, mm -hmm. I thought that, and we have always been interested in fostering inter-ethnic dialogue. So I thought it's important to um, have it focused on Southeast Asian voices uh, because, you know, Southern California and Northern California, California is home to the largest immigrant Southeast Asian communities in the world. And so it's not just a um, small boy, as you said. It's, I think it's actually a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally understated that um, based on those statistics that you just gave on that. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because I have noticed, though, at other international, you know, without any specific um, um, other than international, there's no specific um, uh, group involved as far as minority group or something like that. But there are, you know, there's always some hints of films from Southeast Asia, but not a large plethora. And therefore, we don't see, as you were trying to think, kind of a melting point. It might have been only like a couple of Vietnamese films or a couple of Philipp um, uh, you know, even Pacific Islander films or something of that nature, but nothing of a large magnitude. And so I can really see how this is going to be well received by a, a, a large segment of the population that has not had, you know, their, their voices on screen, so to speak. Yes, I, I do hope so. Um, you know, I think there is an Indonesian film festival that's been going on in the Bay Area, but uh, one of the fascinating and exciting things that we're featuring not only filmmakers that work within Southeast Asia, but diasporic overseas filmmakers, we're going to have people fly in. We have a uh, Marina Kem, who's living in Germany, in Hamburg, mm -hmm. that's going to be flying in to join us. And a lot of filmmakers from Los Angeles, uh, Bay Area filmmakers, as well as some from the East Coast. But our selection is literally all over the map uh, within Southeast Asia and the world, actually, because there are so many diasporas within the world. Um, so that'll be something, that, you know, um, unprecedented, I guess, in a way. Oh, wow. Well, how many films are actually... Um, set to be shown in this particular um, film? We have nine feature films and 22 shorts. So we have uh, three shorts programs and the rest are feature-length films. With uh, all, virtually every program, there's a director Q&A, so the audience can meet the uh, director um, or the director's panel. And, you know, all of them are, maybe because they're Southeast Asian, overachieving. You know, they won major awards, con, palm d'Or, Oscar nominees. Uh, you know, it's actually quite mind-boggling when you think of there's lack of representation, but then they're also receiving, you know, major prizes. So I think it's about time to highlight that. Yeah, okay. Well, and um, 
um, within those, uh, you know, the films that you mentioned, 11 or so feature films, are most of them subtitled or are or, or, or many of them English language films? Uh, half and half. So okay. Some of them are subtitled. So some of them, you know, we have uh, a selection of Filipino sh- uh, experimental shorts curated by uh, Merv and Shino in Manila. And, uh, of course, that's in English. And some of them, when it's in Chicago, it's, it's subtitled allow horror film which is subtitled um you know things like that so everyone is accessible in multiple language uh, you know there's a the german one that's also for subtitled um now the films i noticed that I, I had an opportunity to review some of them i actually watched a couple of them already ah. um and um and they they don't only just take place in uh, their south asian southeast asian locales some of them actually are filmed here in the u.s Yes, I was just curious, which ones did you watch? I watched um, uh, Finding Fong, and I also mm-hmm. watched Big Gay Love. Ah, yeah, I think you're going to interview um, Ringo, the director of Big Gay Love. Yes, um, I am. And, yeah, as well as yeah. I'm going to be um, interviewing Swan. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah on yeah. tomorrow. So that that would be really, really fun. But, I, you know, I, so that, of course, did happen in um, Hanoi and in, in Vietnam. And um, But um, I did know that there was other ones because we do have a film by uh, a young lady from um, Oakland and another story in Sacramento. So those are kind of interesting that, you know, I, I had an assumption before going in that most of them would probably be filmed abroad, but that's not true. Um, yeah, the films that you mentioned, they all have uh, um, some queer thematic. So mm-hmm. Finding Fong is about, actually, Max Fong, um, this trans woman, uh, beautiful, and her really kind of courageous um, transition. And so that's, like, really uh, a stunning film and very, uh, as you know, kind of moving. And then Big A Love is filmed, I think, mainly in Los Angeles and other different parts of town. Um, it's about, uh, you know, this larger than life, literally about this, um, uh, this out gay man who um, it doesn't fit the standard body uh, type, right, and is having trouble finding love because of uh, body image issues, etc. But there's, a, you know, different characters. So the film festival is about this range of diversity of ex- experiences. This is the 40th anniversary of the Vietnam War and the military engagements in Southeast Asia. And, you know, it's important to talk about those histories and legacies, but mm-hmm. I thought it's also vital to feature other things, like queer um, stories and, you know, different types of love and connection. That yeah. That all the, everyone can um, connect to. Well, you know, one of the things that um, I found interesting in, in, in looking at um, like you said, d- different types of love or different types of identity. Um, since you're talking about um, the um, My Beautiful Resistance, you know, that does focus on um, a lesbian woman. And then you have the trans woman in Finding Thong. And, and then, of course, you have, uh, you know, your kind of normal gay love that you normally see uh, between two men in the other one. But the thing that was interesting about big gay love that I found interesting or wanted to ask you about is because that does not really have a southeastern storyline. Right. And when we're talking about different types of love, we're also thinking through, you know, typecasting Mm -hmm. and the stereotypes 
um, you know, just all these plays on words or puns um, <laughs> that we expect, right, when you're thinking of Southeast Asian, maybe you're, you know, sometimes people think of, uh, you know, when my students think of rice patties and et cetera, all these, like, cliched, stereotypical images. We really wanted to break that mold. Mm-hmm. So um, you do see a lot of representation of different Southeast Asian nations and interregional interactions, but we also wanted to think through, oh, yeah, our lived experiences, let's me, me as a queer Vietnamese man, uh, you know, I live in San Francisco, so that it doesn't look like, you know, the um, Saigon where I do go um, quite regularly, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have these effective connections both here and abroad. So okay. as a- yeah, and, and in that particular film, The Big Gay Love, they do have, there are characters within the show um, that are Asian. I'm not for sure, you know, where they're from in Asia that are, you know, there's a doctor and then, of course, there's a, a, a gay gentleman in the show, too, that um, doesn't meet a lot of the stereotypical things. So I thought that, that, that me saying your point that you were just mentioning right there, that definitely is depicted um, in that film. But it is... Um, written and directed by a Vietnamese director. Yes, uh, yes, Ringo. He, we actually have the same birthday, which was uh, a couple days ago. Wow. Are you the same age <laughs> as well? Yeah, we're the same age. Wow. Um, I've known him for a while, and so it's been really wonderful to see you know his two features come out. And then also some of the other filmmakers uh, I've been fans of, like Epi Chapong, mm-hmm. you know, is huge, one of the um, most... Uh, well-known and well-respected filmmakers in Thailand who's, you know, won major awards at Cannes uh, for this uh, current film, Cemetery Splendor. And so I'm like a big fanboy, also Jeffrey, um, sorry, Joshua Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. who's doing The Look of Silence, who, you know, is quite controversial about Indonesia and, um, you know, some of the violence that's happened there. Yeah. So, you know. Well, we're going to go to a quick break, and then when we come back, I'm going to ask you some more questions about the selection process a little bit, and um, and um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the festival in general, okay? So we're, okay, great. Sure. So we're going to be right back, and we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Viet Le, who is the co-director of the San Francisco International Southeast Asian Film Festival. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on by joining our community. Each week, we send out an email that covers important things taking place in the Progressive Voices Network and throughout the progressive world. Be the first to know of upcoming shows, schedule changes, exclusive programming, and more. Simply go to ProgressiveVoices.com and sign up for our mailing list. It's that easy. ProgressiveVoices.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for joining the Progressive Voices community. Babe. I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. And now, back to the Michelle Meow Show. 
Hello, everybody. If you're just joining joining us, of course, I am not Michelle Meow. However, I, I have kind of had that, you know, that yearning to be Michelle. But of, of those who, out there who know her, of course, we probably all would love to be Michelle. But this is B.B. Sweetbriar, and I'm setting, uh, sitting in for Michelle for the next couple of days uh, while she is away on her show here. And today, of course, is Wednesday, November 4th. And I have been speaking with... Uh, the co-director of the first annual, the inaugural San Francisco International Southeast Asian Film Festival, Viet Le, and we've been talking about the festival and some of the films um, at large. Um, so, Viet, we were talking about um, some of the varieties of the different subject matters and the different types of films that are there. What is What was kind of like the process that um, the filmmakers had to go through in the submission of and um, what kind of criteria they had to go through in order to, uh, you know, cut the mark, so to speak? Sure. Uh, so we consulted um, Adele, my co-director, and I, uh, different experts from the field, you know, uh, professors within Southeast Asian Studies, other filmmakers, mm-hmm. you know, we're actually film fanatics ourselves. Adele is a filmmaker. I'm also a, um, an experimental filmmaker and artist. So we had a big wish list of, um, you know, films that we felt were uh, compelling and fitting. So we worked, you know, with the last couple of years to just narrow down that list. Mm-hmm. This year, we didn't have um, an open call process. I've worked with other film festivals um, in the past, so we're quite familiar with, you know, kind of big. This year, we wanted to kind of fine tune it and focus around different sub themes. Um, earlier, you had mentioned Penny and My Beautiful Resistance, where Adele um, and I had actually saw it in other screenings before and were really compelled by the story of mm-hmm. um, this woman, lesbian woman, who's undocumented, um, is facing multiple intersections of discrimination that, you know, as an undocumented um, alien, she couldn't get, um, you know, she had a lot of difficulties, but then also gender and sexual um, yeah, yeah, discrimination, etc. And then, but she finally, you know, went through all these hurdles and the story tells, you know, even though she's undocumented, the story documents this really difficult process. And now she's a business owner with um, a beautiful cafe um, in Oakland. So, you know, we wanted both quote-unquote local Bay Area stories, but then also international stories um, that, again, defy the kind of stereotypes of, you know, war, even though it's the 40th anniversary, but thinking about the wars then and now, wars um, on our streets, uh, wars overseas now, and then, you know, love as sort of, not necessarily antidote, but mm-hmm. what is love figure into that. So that's, that was our main thematic Um, And and that was for this year in particular, as you noted, the 40th anniversary um, of the Vietnam uh, War. And um, um, and, and so you took an approach of actually being proactive and solicited the films that you thought would you would want to show as opposed to, like you said, having an open call. So am I to then assume that going forward, those 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 um, actions might change because your your focus might be different from year to year? Yes. Um, so we've gotten actually a lot of great international response. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia as a researcher and artist. So um, we've had gotten um, questions from artists. Oh, yeah, would you consider, uh, you know, considering this work from this other filmmaker or from myself? Who, you know, there are a lot of different emerging film communities in Laos, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, there's uh, Maddie is a, a preeminent um, Laotian filmmaker 
And she, along with this other film, was showing Bintian in Love, which is a great um, romantic dramedy, omnibus, um, great date movie. Uh, you know, <laughs> they, they're launching this you know, new Laos cinema. It's a huge, you know, major, important movement nationally within Laos, but then I think also for the region. So we really want to kind of, you know, we have blind spots on as uh, filmmakers living in a certain location. So we do want for, I think, subsequent um, editions to have a, a more of an open call and a longer process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, and, and, you know, as you can see how this one actually um, goes, you know, you, you know, you're going to, hopefully grow and because right now you're showing through one venue which is the new um people cinema in japantown that could change as years goes on and you might need other locations in order to satisfy the the demand yes hopefully i mean thank you so much for having us on i think you know uh, you're very kind to say that there is um uh, possible interest. So I'm a little bit I'm like, ah. <laughs> I, no, well, let me let me tell you and tell the audience out there because I have actually screened, like I had said earlier, two of the films um, already. And um, and I actually screened um, Finding Fong before I knew I was going to be interviewing the director. I had already started watching and then I found out through email that that was going to be one of the people I was going to interview, which is kind of weird. But um, I have to say that I was very impressed by the film. Now, of course, the bay, the big, the thing that I liked about it is what I think the public needs to also know. Uh, this is, I would look at this as I would any foreign film festival in that you don't necessarily have to be of Southeast Asian descent in order to enjoy the films that are being shown here. That's the first thing I want to make sure the public that or the people who are listening make sure that there are films, the interests that, the, the storylines and the, the things that the films talk about apply to everybody. And that's what I thought I found very interesting. The stories, you know, the trans story is not unique to... Um, the Vietnamese character in the or in the true story, you know, that could be any trans person in the world. So I mean, so I, the 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 stories are interesting; can be interesting to anyone, and I found that very true. And I I totally loved both of those films, and I to, I laughed and and cried in one, and I definitely felt you know heartfelt uh, seeing Finding Fong for sure. And you know, I have a lot of trans friends here in, in San Francisco, and. I thought it was a very relatable film for me to watch. Me too. I also have um, am quite supportive of um, the trans community, but I, the film festival I feel like is an emotional roller coaster. You'll laugh, <laughs> yeah. cry, you'll be you know confronted by the experimental shorts, but you know blown away. Um, so as you said, there is something for every because you know the stories are about love, about finding love, heartbreak you know, the traumas of moving or the traumas of um, violence, but also some really nice, fun, you know, just state movies that are about kind of the thrill of just finding romance. Yeah. So, yeah, if, you know, on the schedule, it has all these trailers and just short descriptions just so you can, you know, people can pick. Yeah, now, I, I do want to make sure, I, I, this is November 20th to the 22nd with the opening. The opening night, though, is not going to be at the uh, New People's Cinema. That's actually... Um, uh, occurring somewhere else. Uh, do you want to fill me in on that? Sure. It's at Artist Television Access, and the opening night, uh, November 20th, is actually a big party, 
but uh, we call it, or I call it a sort of, quote, pedagogical party because, <laughs> you know, I'm a nerd, I'm an academic, but, well, and also my uh, co-director, she's, um, I was going to say manning, but she's womaning, um, not to be gender, gender specific, but she is, uh, uh, she's facilitating a conversation. She's going to be um, showing these uh, shorts that are home, found archival um, wow. reels, right? And so she's going to talk about, A, these stereotypes, these colonial stereotypes, but then having um, the audience, there'll be some shared um, home movie footage, etc. And so there'll be these interactive installations. So that'll be 20 minutes, and then we have a live bar, band, you know, music, DJ. So it's going to be fun. And Sounds great like launch. a place that I would love to visit. You said a bar. That was the first thing that got me into it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, on there. Now, um, people can find information as well as get tickets at the website that you have, which is www.com. I dash SEA filmfest.com. Um, and so they can actually get tickets and find all the film listings and, like you said, the synopsis of the films and so on and so forth there. Um, and also, you're on Twitter and Facebook at your handle, which is just at I SEA filmfest. Um, so if anybody wants to go into those social media areas and also see some of your posts, they can actually do that as well. Now, one question I did want to ask before I let you go here on there is that are all the films going to have representation from people either in the film as characters or directors afterwards for Q&As? Yes, most of them. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, on the website, you'll see we have, uh, you know, when the directors are present, it'll say director Q&A or panel. So our aim um, was to have some sort of representation for each and every single screening. Um, sometimes, you know, it's not possible because, yeah. you know, we're still a kind of a small um, film festival, um, and so we couldn't fly people over from Southeast Asia. But, um, but you know, when possible, we'll Skype them in, um, that kind of thing. But most of the time, we have the directors there, so you can celebrity stock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you yeah. said that in our in in our discussion here that you were also a filmmaker. Um, your co-directors also you know, filmmaker. Um, how, how, how instrumental do you think some of this type of, this particular Southeast Asian film festival is to sparking the interest of making film and telling stories by those in that community? Uh, I think that there is already uh, a dialogue um, within the community, but we want to extend it. So our... Um, you know, presenting organization Devan has always been interested in kind of cross-cultural dialogue. So, for instance, we do, we've done these poetry readings with, uh, you know, Vietnamese-Iranian um, kind of poetry festival to kind of make linkages uh, around the themes of assimilation, immigration, you know, heartache, but then also, um, you know, love and tenderness. And so um, I think our goal is, to not just you know foster dialogue within Southeast Asia among Southeast Asian filmmakers, but as you mentioned, that these are kind of core you know heartache isn't specific to Southeast Asia, right? Mm -hmm. um, that these are things that we all experience, and you know the traumas of um, kind of moving, or you know there there are ethnic specific you know Hmong or Cham ethnic minorities that within Southeast Asia actually their stories are kind of 
invisible. So we want, also wanted to highlight that as well. But it's also having this cross-cultural um, communication. So everyone's welcome. And I mean, our aim is to have, um, you know, people to think, oh, yeah, you know, from different, you know, I've had great conversations um, from my friends in the Latino community, like, oh, wow, we have, like, actually, there's so many things in common, you know, with mm-hmm. the Cuban-American community or the Vietnamese-American community about immigration, things like that. So that's when it becomes really powerful um, and profound for me as a filmmaker and organizer. Well, I also want to applaud you just for having, you know, the three films um, that deal with LGBTQ issues. Um, it, it, it intermixed with others because I know um, with, um, uh, um, what's her name, um, the, the one in Oakland, her film, um, I mean, yeah. yeah, her film also deals with immigration as well as her, you know, being a lesbian. But, um, you know, by showing those and tackling them, these are strong, that, you know, that story and Finding Fong are definitely strong stories. I mean, they were, I was captivated by Finding Fong. I actually could not stop watching. I just, I couldn't even take a potty break. I just had to keep, I watched the, the whole one hour and 34 minutes straight through um, wow. because no, I was that no, captivated. <laughs> yeah, I was really, and I think I was more captivated by knowing the story and how it was. It wasn't any different than any story I've heard of through, you know, an American culture or, or you know, I mean, it's just like the subject matter was common and the reactions from people in the story was common. So I, it, it is, it does bring that commonality of what people go through and and that we all share in that. And so I think that's another reason why I think, you know, others outside of the uh, immediate Southeast Asian communities would would be, would love this festival. So um, I'm hoping that you get a large cross you know cross cultural groups um, in, in to see these films. Yes, but I do have something to say specifically about Southeast Asia, especially for the um, opening party. We Southeast Asians have great food. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, and I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Well, Viet, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today, and I'm, I'm sure Michelle wishes that she could have spoken with you directly during this interview um, for here, but I am glad I got an opportunity to take her place today because I totally enjoyed chatting with you. Oh, thank you, Vivi. Let me buy you a drink at the opening. Oh, and I will take you up on that for sure. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> well, you take care and have a great afternoon, and we're going to take a quick break again, and when we come back, we'll have more on the Southeast Asian International, excuse me, Southeast Asian Film Festival with one of the directors. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. And now, back to the Michelle Meow Show. Hi, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. And for those of you who are just joining us midway through the show, this is the Michelle Meow Show, even though... 
I am not Michelle Miao. I am BB Sweetbriar, and I'm sitting in for the wonderful, the great Michelle um, while she is away for a couple of days. So I'll be here today and tomorrow filling in on the show. So hopefully you've been listening in on the wonderful information and interviews that we have had thus far regarding the first annual International Southeast Asian Film Festival, which will be taking place on November 20th through the 22nd of this month, of course, and it will take place in Japantown. Now, you can find out um, all the information you need as far as when film, what the films are, what film time they'll be showing, um, the theater location, all of that, if you go to their website, which is www.i-seafilmfest.com. Um, and that should give you everything you need to know. Now, if you joined, if you stayed with us from our previous interview with Viet Le, um, who was the co-director of the film festival, and we talked about the various films uh, that were being offered, including three that are LGBTQ-related um, in the film festival. And uh, we happen to have one of the directors of one of the LGBTQ films, and that is Ringo Lee. Ringo, are you on the line with us? Hello. Hi, yes. Ringo. This Hi. is B.B. Sweetbriar. How are you? I'm good. How are you, B.B.? I'm fine. Now, love, are you um, down in L.A.? Yes, oh. I'm in L.A. Is, is it as cool down there as it is right now for us here in San Francisco? Hopefully it's not. Yes, it is quite chilly. And oh, rainy. no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You're not sitting in front. You're not on Venice Beach right now? Because <laughs> you know that's what you know that's what we think you all do down there in Southern Cal, right? <laughs> right. You know we have that vision all the time, and we get jealous all the time. And so it's kind of good to know. It's kind of refreshing for me to know that you are just you're sitting in a room just like I am with the heat on, right? Yes, all bundled up, <laughs> waiting to talk to you. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to have you on the line for a couple of reasons. I'm 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 really excited to talk to anyone that's currently involved with the first or the inaugural International Southeast Asian Film Festival here in San Francisco, which you, of course, are as an entry into the, um, the, uh, the block of films that will be shown. But I'm also interested in speaking with you because I did have an opportunity to see the film that you have in the festival, which is Big Gay Love. And um, so, you know, I will be speaking from a little bit of a point you know, from a a, a, a a a position of knowledge, a little bit, just a little bit, not a whole lot, but a little okay. bit, because I did, <laughs> because I did see the film, and um, I have to say that I laughed, cried, and you know, I had all that hopeful wish that you always have when you watch, because this is the film that you have in in the um, in the festival is a, a a gay romantic comedy. I guess that's the best way to describe it, wouldn't you say? Yes. And I think it's more of a screwball comedy, but everyone calls it a romantic comedy, so I'll go with it. Well, well, because the word love is said a couple of times, so that's why we call yes. it romantic. <laughs> that's why. I but think it, but that's it, true. But it is rather wacky. It is, it is really funny. You have some of my best, I, I love, I, I actually know Ann Walker, so I love that she's in there, and I know Drew as well. So um, you have some of my favorite um, actors in, in the film, so that's kind of kind of cool. So why don't you give us, uh, the, or the, the audience out there, kind of a quick synopsis of this film because I, as I spoke of earlier um, before you came on on the line is that there is a, a variety of films in this festival and not all of them have a, 
a storyline that is Southeast Asian specific, and this is one of them. Uh huh. And um, I so, think this is more gay oriented. Yeah. Anything, right? But I think the thing that is is you know your course for Vietnamese, so um, yeah. by virtue of that, it's just like. Uh, by any, if you're a gay person, you make a film regardless if it has a gay content or not. They want to label it a gay film, or you know, if if you're an African American, you know, you know, they kind of label things based on some sometimes the ethnicity of the person who wrote it or directed it. Um, but what I did notice in this film is that you do have some Asian characters in there who are not in what we would probably think of as stereotypical roles. Oh, for Asians? You yeah, mean? yeah, and I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, I, uh, I think when we started the project, um, we were going to open it up to casting anybody that would fit the, the role of the, the actors, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't going to, um, to you know, pigeonhole them into, you have to look this way and yeah. you're going to play this part. So I just thought that, because um, this is a queer-oriented film, and, you know, to be queer is, is to upend what it means to to be of the status quo, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, with Stonewall, it was a bunch of gay minorities, ethnic minorities, who, who overtook the powers that be and, and changed the world. And, so of course, that's not de- that course is not depicted in the Stonewall film that just got released. But that's yeah, okay. the recent one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it, I digress. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to be progressive and cast it, however. And um, so in the casting, we um, we filled it out with with Jonathan, who plays the lead Bob in the film, and I had been trying to look for that actor to play that role forever. He's amazing. Because we had so many people. Yeah, he was amazing. And, right? and so believable, so quirky, so um, so not comfortable in his skin acting. And, I mean, in that acting, in that role. I mean, I believed it. Yeah. I totally believed it. Like, I am totally not comfortable in my skin at all. And I'm kind of placating it. Um, uh, for you out there, Bob plays a party um, planner. And um, and he kind of, I think he kind of uses being a party planner to kind of overshadow all the things he's so insecure about. Um, yeah. You know, because at those parties, having been to many cocktail parties, as I'm sure you have, and big little hoop-to-do parties, the people who plan it kind of get lost in the whole mixture of the beauty of everything. So it's like you, oh, right. you, you, yeah. you throw these wonderful, beautiful parties. You really don't care who the person is who did it. You just had a great time. And so I think he kind of, like, hides all of his insecurities based on these wonderful things he does at parties. And people just really don't pay much attention that it's him that's doing it. He's probably happy about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm, you know, maybe yeah, I'm just reading a little bit too much. <laughs> no, it's true. I wrote that role specifically like that because I think a lot of people who are the life of the party don't want to face their own insecurities when right. they're faced with themselves. You right, know? So exactly. I think there's so many things in the gay community that needs to be addressed, especially with body image issues. Because mm-hmm. I think our body image issues for gay men is very parallel with with um, women in the 1970s and 1980s, and maybe even today, about yeah. how they're perceived in, in the media and magazines, and they have to look a certain way, dress a certain way, to be desired and wanted by men. And now it's, you know, now that gay men have this 
liberation with with uh, their civil rights, I think the same thing is happening with them wanting to be accepted in looking a certain way and being modeled a certain way. And, yeah, and, and it's funny. with, like, these dating apps, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. You're either desired or swiped away right away. I, know. So, I love that. That should so be the name bad. of a, my next song, Swiped Away. You know? Not, <laughs> not swept away, but swiped away. Um, but you, And we're both sitting here at probably two of the most um, image-oriented cities um, in America when it comes to, you know, everybody. You know, I think San Francisco's always in the top two or three you know, most health conscious cities in America, if not oh, yeah. the world. And, you know, L.A., of course, is also one of those that definitely has that image that people want to maintain by the way they look. I'm sure there's more plastic surgery that happens in Los Angeles than anywhere in the world. So yeah. so with those two things being said, with us both sitting here, we definitely can see those things happening on a day to day basis. Yeah. You know, so it is kind of. Um, but I, I love how this movie is because it does. um you know, one thing I was talking to Aviette uh, about is how, re even though this is a Southeast Asian film festival, all the films that are in there, particularly the three that I had an opportunity to look at, um, it, they all had subject matter in there that we all could relate to. It didn't ha It didn't matter from which you came or who you are. Um, and um, so I did want to make sure that the public out there, as they're listening into this broadcast, doesn't feel that, that the film pigeonholes the audience, in, in other words, that it doesn't necessarily only, should only think that it should only attract Southeast Asian um, an audience because the films in themselves do deal with everyday issues that everybody deals with. And I just kind of, I kind of like the fact that they're everyday issues that we Americans may think of that pertain to us, that we see them also projected within another community, and I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. some of the other... Because there is a lot of cross-cultural blending, right? Yeah. With, with communities these days. It, oh, definitely, and which is, it's a wonderful melting pot thing that happens, and I love seeing that, but still, again, we still don't, we still don't, uh, we focus so much on our differences, and we still don't, focus on the things that we do have in common or that, you know, we all cry at the same sad movies and we all, you know, jubilate for the things that we should. And it, it, we don't focus on those things at all. We will focus on all the things that, you know, separate us. And most of those are all visual, you know, going again mm -hmm. based on the things that you just said about body image and things like that. That's those are the differences that always separate us, you know, images, yeah. the things that we see. Yeah. If we were all blind, this world would be such a better place to live. <laughs> right? Because I love to be touchy-feely anyway, so that would be kind of a wonderful world for me to live in. Um, but we're going to take a real, you know, quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about uh, Big Gay Love, which is directed and written by Ringo Lee. If I'm not, You wrote the film as well, right? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, directed and written by Ringo Lee. Lee and this is um, in the International Southeast Asian Film Festival this coming um, November 20th through the 22nd. But we'll be right back after this.
for listening to the Progressive Voices Network, streaming the best in progressive talk 24-7. Keep the progressive conversation going on on Facebook. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. On the Progressive Voices Facebook page, we update the stories that our hosts like Tom Hartman, Stephanie Miller, Bill Press, and Leslie Marshall will be talking about during their shows. And we share great news, commentaries, opinion pieces, and videos from all over the progressive world. Always progressive, always on. Be part of the progressive conversation. Like us at facebook.com forward slash progressive voices. And now, back to the Michelle Meow Show. Welcome back, everyone. This is B.B. Sweetbriar filling in for Michelle Meow. And um, we're going to continue our discussion with Ringo Lee, who is a filmmaker um, out of Los Angeles, who has a current film out. Um, actually, this film, I think, was made in 2013, um, but yeah. Big Gay Love, um, which is now playing, well, will be playing in the uh, inaugural International Southeast Asian Film Festival here in San Francisco. Um, one thing I wanted to um, ask you about, Ringo, is that um, you had a previous film a, a few years back in the middle of the decade, um, 2006 film called Saigon Love Story, which was quite a bit different from this film that you have out now, meaning that that was a drama love story. Um, It also, you filmed that entire uh, film in Vietnam, if I'm not mistaken. Um, The first film to ever do that. Mm Wow. Wow. Don't you like being the first? I like doing that. I like being the first. <laughs> no one can ever take that away from you. It's like, I was actually, the first. Actually, it was a very scary experience because, you know, as you know, Vietnam mm-hmm. is still communist, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more lax in terms of doing business there right now. But back in the day, they talk about it like it was years ago, but like at that time when I was doing it, no one was really going to Vietnam and making films and... Mm-hmm. That was one of the first independently made films of Vietnam, and and it was really scary to go back there and film. Wow, um, and and to have such a wonderful film come out of that because, you know, your film, you know, highly acclaimed, won awards, and and um, I'm sure you're very, extremely proud of it in spite of the obstacles. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like you, you had to overcome a lot to put this product out, and you did. Um, you know, did a very great job and, and had a wonderful story. But again, getting back to, you know, this was a Viet, uh, Vietnamese story that you had in the previous one. And then even though this one is in a Southeast Asian film festival, this one is not. And it's very, you know, comical. It's, it's not a very serious film, even though the, the story is about something very serious, about how we, you know, search for certain types of people and certain types of love. And sometimes we're our own worst enemy when we do finally find that because we can't believe it's really happening to us in the first place. There's got to be a hidden agenda. You know, Uh you're the guy, you're the person I'm looking for. I found it, but there must be an ulterior motive of why you like me. You know what I mean? It's like, don't we do that? We self-sabotage our own dreams. You know what I mean? We do. We just can't accept that they are ever going to become real. And that's movies kind of about that. It's like, you know, um, you know, totally... Not what you would consider kind of that, that like you said before, is, it is gay and quirky and not so much heavy on the romance because it's not one of those, you know, knight in shining armors comes up and swoops you off, you know, and takes you away from your family who objects from you dating this bum, you know, that is not that kind of a story. And, <laughs> yeah. um, um, and so I'm kind of wondering, like, how did we get from 
Saigon love story to big gay love? Um, how did that How did that happen for you? I think the transformation happened um, with Saigon love story. It was more of a of a piece that talked about like the younger generation and being constricted by their their previous generations because Vietnam had turned communist and then mm-hmm. um, like. It was a whole regime change, and with the regime change, there were all these strict rules about, like, um, at the time, there was no import or export to the country, so there was an embargo, so it was, like, very sequestered, very quarantined off from the rest of the world, Mm -hmm. and I went there with my parents because, you know, that's the place that they left as refugees, and every time I came back, I felt like um, someone needs make a film about the voice for this young generation mm-hmm. saying that they have choices and they have options and um, so in a way I think that theme also carried over to the gay love it's about you have choices and you have options and you have this power to find com- your companions in this world you know um, the right companions mm-hmm. for yourself um, and I think the gay love was was my like love letter to the gay community to say, you know, you have this power in you to, to find those that fit who you are and love you for who you are. Because I think even for gay men coming out right now, it's very difficult to to find that. Um, and, and again, getting back to what I had said, to, to find it, but when you do, to believe that you found it. Yeah, and I was just having this conversation with uh, one of my best friends, Matt Lucas, and he was, I was talking to him about um, the ephemeral nature of, of gay relationships because um, when you come out and you are, you know, trying to be perfect or a perfect replica or representation of yourself but not genuinely, solely, <laughs> um, what is it called, like, authentic to yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and you are always self-sabotaging yourself because that's, you're not living that authentic life right. with who you want to be as a human being and offering that to another human being. Mm-hmm. You're just living this replica of what society is telling you and what people are telling you should look like and act like and be like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the self-sabotage comes in because if you're never fully satisfied and never fully fulfilled and satiated by, by who you are, I think you're always going to look to the external to, to grab onto something else mm-hmm. when the missing piece is actually within yourself. yourself exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very, and that, and that you, you do, do, you do a, a good job of pointing those things out in this film. Um, I definitely walked away with all of that um, being shown. And, and what I love about it is unlike a lot of love stories and everything, it does not, it doesn't leave you knowing the ending. You don't know whether or not, you know, everything works out well, you, you just don't know, you know, and I love, so I keep thinking there's going to be a big gay love too. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're leaving me dead last night. I'm just, um, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, right. It leaves you. It leaves you hanging a little bit. Okay, and yeah, like, yeah. okay. So Ringo left it. He left the door open for that second movie. You know how you know how our gay films work like that. We have those sequels work, honey. They work. Don't, <laughs> don't throw that away. That, those things work. So I'm looking for big gay love too coming out there. You have the cast of characters that really kind of lend itself for another one. I think so. I really do. Oh, thank you so because much. Because I think I'm I think the so next fo- yeah. the next focus needs to be on the um the two the the couple the um the pool party couple. That needs yes, to, exactly. Cause, cause that that's that's a dysfunctional relationship, honey. We need to explore <laughs> that one, and uh, that would be a good one. That would be because that would also that would also deal with interracial couples. It would, you know, it would be it would deal with, and they are so image conscious. Come on, now you know. Mm-hmm. So that would be mm-hmm. a good one to kind of explore that a little bit. I think that would be great. So just yeah. now, if it comes out now, uh, my producer here, Fong, heard it here. So I've planted that seed. So I'll be <laughs> expecting, you know, my residual check every every month or so. <laughs> but um, now, um, wh- what's next for you? Because I know you're probably this this film that you did in two, 2013. I know you're probably got something um, that you're either working on, trying to develop, um, cause that's what filmmakers do. They're always in development mode. Um, is there anything that you have on the dockets that we could look forward to in the next couple of years? Um, yes, I am currently, I am going back to Vietnam to do another film and this time it's a martial arts film. Wow. Boy, um, you're just... so... You, I, I love. He has like no. It's not like we cannot pigeonhole you in a specific genre of films. You just do it. Yeah, you just I do just it. Do what I love, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Well, that so I'm trying to do a martial arts film, and then at the same time, also um, trying to get a producer for the um, sequel to Big Gay Love. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so you're not kidding when you were saying that. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just kind of thrill myself. <laughs> well, you know, I love watching films and I love watching films, not just for entertainment value, but I do actually look for messages. And, you know, I, I know I grew up almost as a thing. I'm one of four children, but the youngest by a lot. So by the time I was seven, I had to entertain myself. And, uh-huh. um, cause my brothers and sisters not only left home, they left the city and the, you know, the state. So I was by myself for a very long time, and I found my my escape in in movies and not television shows. But I didn't even watch cartoons. I didn't do any of that. I watched the movies, and so I I kind of I so if people don't like the way that I grow up. It's because movies raised me. No, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not soap operas, but movies. And um and um so I really like to look in deeper than kind of some of the surface things that a lot of audience people kind of do. Which which as a filmmaker you do have to also take into account. But um but there's you know there's always that deeper story that I always kind of get out of it and I always kind of walk away with it and it's funny because when I interview some you know like I interviewed Jim Kelly the not too long ago um who did the uh, I Am Michael film and now he's doing the film about um that porn mur- King Cobra murders or whatever and um and I was talking to him and I was just like got so deep and I I had to stop myself because I can't believe that you like really picked up on all of that. <laughs> like, 
I said, I know. Isn't it kind of weird? I kind of feel like a nerd, but, um, but you know, that's just kind of how I am. <laughs> but anyway, I, I digress once again. That's kind of how I do. <laughs> but Ringo, it's been really a pleasure to speak with you um, not only about Big Gay Love and the festival, but just, you know, your filmmaking style and what you try to achieve through your films in general. And I really appreciate you sharing all of that with us. Oh, thank you so much, Phoebe. And thank you, San Francisco, for listening. Oh, not a problem. And Hope, will you be up here for the um, festival? Yes. Oh, great. Well, then. Yes, I am expected to do a Q&A after. So okay. Well, if I, you're available that day, come out. I will. I, I'm going to make it a point. And I'm definitely going to be at the um, the 20th um, uh, opening party or whatever because the word party is in that so I I definitely will go there and um and but I definitely wanted to sit in on your film and a couple of the other ones that I've already seen too I would love to do that so um expect to see me in the audience yeah okay okay Okay. well thank you so much thank you so much Phoebe ladies and gentlemen that was Ringo Lee and he is the um director and filmmaker writer screenwriter for Big Gay Love which is an entry into the international southeast asian Film Festival, which will be going on November 20th to the 22nd here in San Francisco. All the films will be playing at the New People Cinema in Japantown. Now, you can go to um, their website, which is I-SEA Film Fest, and the SEA stands for Southeast Asian Filmfest.com. So you can get tickets, your information on the films, when they'll be playing, um, and as uh, Ringo mentioned, and Viet also did earlier on, that there will be a Q&A after each film with the directors. That concludes our, our show for today. Again, Michelle Miao will be out tomorrow as well, so I'll be back with you. And hopefully you've enjoyed our discussion on the International Southeast Asian Film Festival, and we'll have a little bit more of that tomorrow along with some other things. So until then, take care, and I think we're going to sh- hear a trailer Um, here of Big Gay Love. Until tomorrow, bye-bye. Hi, I'm Jonathan Lisecki. I play Bob in Big Gay Love. Hello, this is Nicholas Brendan. I play Andy, Andrew Darcy, in Big Gay Love. Uh, we're on the set of a big movie called Big Gay it's Love. Big, yeah. It's called Big name. Gay that Love. That was my line. Without interrupting. Hi, my name is Ethan Lee Fong, and I play Chase in Big Gay Love. And my name is Todd Stroy, and I am Aiden in Big Gay Love. Hi there, I'm Ann Walker, and I am in a brand new movie called Big Gay Love. It's a love story like no other that we've seen, and it is a wonderful story about a young man, my son, in the movie, um, who is, you know, he just travels with it to his own drummer. I'm sure there's someone out there for you, Bob. Well, you can tell him to find me at this address. Mid-Wilshire proper is the premier gay neighborhood, Bob. Prices are skyrocketing. <laughs> hey! Hi, are we disturbing anyone? No! Wonderful. Yeah, please be quiet. Hi, I'm Dan, and this is my partner, Dan. And hey. we're just wondering who we should welcome. It is a film about an overweight gay man who is shunned by society because he is different. Yeah, let's go find you some eligible men. 
that sounds like a lot of work. Well, hopefully NSF work. <laughs> Instead of crying on his pillow every night, he goes out there and he finds his big gay love. It's a lighthearted comedy with a very serious message. There's something so nice about the, the love story of the script, which was um, kind of respectful of all human beings. And it was just, it was a very kind of touching, you know, funny, lovely piece. So, tell me about you. After you should support Big Gay Love because A, I'm in it, which I think is amazing. Uh, Ringo's directing it and he's amazing. And our cast is just lovely and it's just, it's really just, a, it's, a, it's a lovely story about, about, um, Big Gay Love, brought to you by Ringo Lee and all of us. Thank you.